Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It was the Apostle Paul himself who said, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And then he said, Therefore, we are Christ ambassadors. Every believer is an ambassador for Jesus Christ. You have friends, relatives, associates, and neighbors who are lonely, hopeless, fearful, and without God. God is expecting you to be his spokesman so he can enrich their lives with the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Listen closely as I share with you how God expects you to be what he has called you to be so you can reach others for the kingdom of God in this day, in this hour. Now come and go with us as we continue to walk in the light of God's word. We have spent some time identifying and understanding who we are as God views us. So God always calls us and he sees us different than we see ourselves. Paul the apostle is the one who's writing to the believers about our roles and our responsibility. He said this in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ to do good work which God prepared for us in advance to do. You know, I'm just thinking about that. I wish this was the scripture that they drilled into me when I first got saved. You just came to the Lord. Let me tell you what your responsibility and what your role is now as a believer. You are God's workmanship created in Christ to do good work. So let's get started. They didn't tell us that. They said, come to church on Wednesday night, come to church on Tuesday night, come to Sunday morning service, and come to Sunday night service and shout, praise God, give you money and you're good. For years we have church and we don't do much work. We've been having church, but no productivity. But this scripture says, number one, that God works on us. We are his workmanship. Now he desires to work in us and work through us. Anybody interested in that? We used to even saying, Lord, I want you to use me. We don't even say that no more. Lord, use me, Lord. God worked on us, he worked in us, and now he wants to work through us. We are to do good works. Now, doing good works don't save you, but when you get saved, you ought to do some good work. God prepared the work in advance for us to do. Think about that. Before you were born, God says, I got some work for you to do. And he brought us into the kingdom. He saved us, gave us his Holy Spirit so we can do the work. In 2 Corinthians, Paul gives us a vivid picture of how God sees us. We've looked at this, and I want to speak to this again. He says in 2 Corinthians 2.15, For we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. God says, I see you as that aroma. We can use perfume or cologne. I see you as that among those who are being saved. I see you as an aroma. They, they ought to say, you know, there's, there's something that's refreshing about you, that, that smell of Christ. And then we're told, 
you yourselves are our letter written on our hearts, known and read by everybody. You show that you are a letter from Christ, the results of our ministry written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God. You are a letter written with the Spirit of the living God. When folks see you out on your job or in the workplace or in the marketplace or in your home or in your neighborhood, they are reading you. And you are a letter from Christ. And then we are told in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, He has made us competent as ministers. He has made us competent as ministers, not as preachers, prophets, apostles, but as ministers, one who has an assignment given to them by that one who's in authority, and that's God that gives all of us an assignment. And then he says, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. So he says, I see you as a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. So first of all, we are the aroma of Christ. Secondly, we are a letter from Christ. Thirdly, we are a minister of the new covenant. Fourthly, we are a new creation. Boy, you ought to look at who you are. You didn't know who you were sitting next to. You're sitting next to the aroma. You're sitting next to a letter. You're sitting next to a minister. You're sitting next to a new creation. Come on, look at somebody and say, I didn't know that was you. (laughs) I didn't know that was you. I didn't know that was you. Is that you? Now we know who we are. Let's look at what we are to do. 2 Corinthians 5.18 says this. All this is from God. All of what? Well, he has seen you, how he sees you, how he's positioned you, how he's apportioned you, how he's assigned you. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sin against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. The last time we talked about the ministry of reconciliation, today I want to talk about the message of reconciliation. So if you are the minister, we want to be sure you have the message because you're going to go out with the message as the minister. I'm going to say you are the ministers. When I see you, I'm going to start looking at you like God look at you. You're a minister. You're a letter. You're the aroma. You are competent to minister. Don't say, I can't do that, Pastor. I'm, I'm just introvert. God knew you were introvert, so he gave you an introverted message. He knew you were an extrovert, so he gave you an extroverted message. So you can reach people that I can't reach. You go places that I can't go. And God has put us in all of these places already. Don't ask him to send you nowhere. You're already where he sent you. You just need to start being who he said you are. You're already there. I shared Wednesday night that I had been thinking about this, and I, I was getting ready to go to an event. It was the elected officials' breakfast. I was meditating before I left home, and I said, Okay, Lord, you made me an ambassador 
I think made me an ambassador to where I end up and I'm, I'm always in these business events. You, you've got me on the Chamber of Commerce, you got me as the chairman of the board this year, so apparently I'm an ambassador to businesses. I didn't ask to be on those boards. I didn't go looking for that. They asked me to be on. I didn't ask to be the chairman. They asked me to be the chairman. While I was at this event, um, one of the speakers that sponsored the event was the um, managing one of the partners that's managing the project of this big development coming in over here on the Beltway. They've got corporations moving in. They've got plans for hotels and shops and businesses and everything. I've seen all the plans because I've been in some of those meetings where they've uh, shared them. And after he spoke, I, I was visiting and we were shaking hands and all that. And I said to him, you know, I was just thinking that I should come and speak a blessing over your project. And he said, please come. We'd love to have you to come and speak a blessing over our project and the people. We'll arrange that. And I said, well, I'll talk to your, your guy over here and I'll get with him and we'll, we'll make the arrangement. So I talked to his guy and, and he said, sure, I'll, I'll get that together. We'll do that next month. He said, in fact, we're going to be dedicating a public square. Maybe that's a good time for you to come. And then the manager came over again. I said, okay, I think we got this together. His employee said, we're going to dedicate the square and we'll have him come do that. And I said, yeah. And then the manager looked at me and said, you tell me when you're coming, I'll get all my folks. We'll get out on our knees and let you pray for us. I'm saying, y'all get on y'all knees. We hardly get on our knees. We want to stand up and pray at the church now. We don't get on our knees no more. I said, I'll bring my anointing oil. He said, bring whatever you want to bring. God will open the door when you start being an ambassador. You don't have to find nowhere to go. That's where I was going anyway. He's given us the message of reconciliation. It is to all reconcile people. That's us. That God gives the ministry of reconciliation. He did that with the Great Commission when he says in Matthew 28, 19, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I will be with you always to the very end of the age. He gave that assignment to every believer. In verse 18 of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, he tells us that God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Now, he's not given us the music ministry, although we have that, but that's not what he gave us. That's not why we're here. He's not given us the prophetic ministry. We have prophets, but that's not what he gave us. He's not given us the ministry of motivation. He's given us the ministry of reconciliation. God is interested in people, and he's interested in people coming to himself. Reconciliation, again, means to restore to harmony. God has done everything needed in Christ to bring us into harmony with him. So we must choose now, as individual believers to bring our daily life and our daily attitude in harmony with what God wants to do in us. God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. That's what he tells us. He reconciled the world to himself in Christ. 
And that word in Christ identifies the Son of God as the agent of reconciling. He's the agent. He's the one that grabs us and brings us to the Lord. It is through Christ that men are saved. It is through Christ that men are saved. It is through Christ that men are brought back into relationship with God. Mankind is brought back into relationship. We talked about that last time uh, when Adam sinned in the garden. It is through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ are men saved. By no other name shall men be saved but by Jesus Christ. In the book of 1 John chapter 4, verse 14 says this, And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. This is a Christmas message. He came to save the world. He didn't come so we can buy presents at the mall. More people look for presents than they look for Christ at Christmas. So what you going to get me? I thought you loved me, but you didn't get me nothing for Christmas. Tell them I got you, Jesus Christ. See how they like that. You might have to do some reconciling yourself when you get through with that one. Acts chapter 17, verse 30 says, In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to all men by raising him from the dead. God said, there's a judgment day that's coming. And then, of course, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but what? Shall have what? Everlasting life. So God doesn't have to be reconciled to us. We have to be reconciled to God. It is a sinful man who have to be reconciled to God. And religion is man's attempt to be reconciled to God. That's what religion is when we try to go through all of the rituals and the rules and all of that. But God is not looking for religion. He's looking for relationship. It's a relationship with God. Religion will have you doing stuff that God didn't tell you to do. Religion will have you going through steps that God wouldn't tell you to do. There are folks saying, you, you're not saved unless we baptize you. You're not saved unless you do this. Somebody told me one time, Pastor, there was a visitor. She said, Pastor, I was come, but I don't like the church because you didn't open the doors of the church. I said, we never closed them. So how'd you get in? We never saw them again. I just think that pastor, he doesn't know what's going on. You got to open the doors of the church after the sermon. You got to preach and bring them to the cross every Sunday. Didn't he get up? Didn't he get up? Ah, with all power. You got to do that every Sunday else you didn't have church. That, that becomes religion. Relationship is your walking with the Lord, loving him and, and obeying him. The person who reconciles us to God, then is Jesus Christ, and the place he reconciled us was on the cross. You see, when Adam sinned, there was an opportunity for him to walk with God, but he sinned and broke fellowship and relationship with God, and the Holy God did not reach down to save him until God came and talked to him and sacrificed for him. God had to do something about this sin that entered into the world. God began to judge sin. The Bible said the soul that sin shall die. Sin costs and somebody's got to pay. 
God said to Adam, for in that day that you will sin, you will surely die. In that day you sin. The day you sin, you will die. Now, you read the Bible and Adam sinned. You say, he didn't die. Yes, he died spiritually. He died spiritually and then he died physically. He died physically. The Bible said he was a little over 900 years old. God said, the day you sin, however, you will surely die. And I even think about it physically. He lived 900 years old, but the Bible tells us a day with God is like a thousand years with man. He didn't make it to the end of God's day, even physically. When he died spiritually, he became alienated and separated from God, and he had no capacity for God unless God will come back and give him grace. And that's the condition of the world that God had to judge. The world is a sinful world. Now that Christ died, the position of the world has been changed. God today stretches his arms out to a lost world. He says to a lost world, you can come to me. You can come to me. Come all ye that labor and are heavily laden, burdened down, and I will give you rest. Today, it doesn't make any difference who you are. You can come to God just where you are, like you are. It doesn't make any difference. Whoever believes on him should not perish. And because Christ died, a holy God no longer deals with us in judgment. Now he reaches down and saves those who will come to him. God saved through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ bore all that judgment. This is what he did at the cross. He took all the guilt that sin brings and the judgment that sin brings and put it on himself as he stood on that cross so that the world can be reconciled to God. He paid a debt that he did not owe. And we owed a debt we couldn't pay. He took it upon himself so that we can come before God reconcile. And you don't have to do anything to win God over. God was doing something to win you over. God is not angry with you. God doesn't hate you. God loves you and he sent his only son. God's not waiting around the corner so he can beat you with a club. He's not trying to send people to hell. There was folks that will argue with you. Why would a loving God send people to hell? He ain't trying to send you. He's done everything he could to keep you from going. He sent his son so he can die. He made a way and he's got his arms stretched wide saying, come to me, come to me. Christ didn't come to charge man's sin against him, but to pay man's debt for him. We see that in this woman that was caught in adultery. Remember that story, the woman that was caught in adultery? I don't want to go all into that because every time I hear that, I wonder who called her and where were he at? And you know, you had to have more than one witness. So two people had to catch him. Wonder what they were saying when they were catching him. But I ain't going to talk about all of that. But they caught this woman in adultery, and that's the illustration of the grace of God and the reconciliation of God. Jesus said to the hypocritical religious leaders who wanted to stone her, let them without sin cast the first stone. Any of you don't have no sin, come on, you throw the first rock at her. Before long, they were all gone except one. Only Jesus Christ was left. 
Now, look at this. The only one who could have thrown the stone because he was sinless did not throw the stone. He asked the woman, where are your accusers? And she said, no man is here to accuse me. And he said, I'm not going to accuse you either. I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. God was in Christ reconciling. He reconciled her to God. He says, you don't have to do anything. Your sins are forgiven already. Just don't do that no more. Just go on and and the Lord is not going to condemn you. When you come to Jesus Christ, he doesn't condemn you. You don't have to make up for all the stuff you did. Just start right where you are and start that new life. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. You're new from that day. You don't have to keep looking in the rearview mirror at your old life and and feeling bad about it. Come on, just receive the forgiveness of God and go forward as a new creation. All things have passed away and all things have become new. I understand why the old saints were saying, I looked at my hands and my hands looked new. I looked at my feet and they did too, which means I feel new all over again. That's what God does to When he reconciles us, he makes us new all over again. And that is the word and the news we ought to be sharing with people, the message of reconciliation. You don't have to keep living like you're living in a dark, dingy world where you have no hope, have no vision, have no joy. The blood of Jesus Christ has come so that you can have a brand new life no matter what your life has been like. The key to this whole passage is reconciliation. Through the work of the cross, Jesus Christ has brought man and God together again. Our text says, all this is from God who reconciles us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting man's sin against them. And he has committed us to the message of reconciliation. You are the minister of reconciliation. I want to say this again. I was looking at this this morning. I'm going to take liberties and and do another version, the MEV. This is the Martin Expanded Version. Repeat this after me. All this is from God who has reconciled me to himself through Christ and gave me the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sin against them. And he has committed to me the message of reconciliation. God has confronted us with our transgression, but has taken the initiative in Christ to resolve the problems they created. This is Jerry G. Martin. I certainly hope you enjoyed today's message. How many times have the Holy Spirit tried to engage with you to reach others, but you were not available? It is God who said that we are Christ's ambassadors. Many people, I believe, will come to the Lord Jesus Christ if those who know Christ would allow the Spirit of Christ to use our lives to reach others. We are called for such a time as this, where there's fear and factions and falsehood spreading all around. The answer to all of man's problems is still Jesus Christ. He came to seek and to save those who were lost, and he is looking for his ambassadors to be engaged in the work 
of making that appeal to those who do not know him. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can listen on our podcast, The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. That's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. As always, I give you a special invitation to come and join us in our worship on Sunday morning. We're worshiping in person at The Light of the World, 16161 Old Humble Road. For more information, go to our website at lowcf.org. You can visit us for worship on our campus. You can also visit us at the Beacon Bookstore, where you can get Bibles, discipleship material, Sunday school material, church and communion supplies, or whatever you might need for your congregation. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.